Hey, Mark, fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with... Stories. Hit her in the face with a surfboard. And then the duck fell out of his bag. <laughs> Surf's up. And she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe Les. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. Yeah, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is spitting at me. Ha! Holy hell, here we are. We're in the Queef and Teen, folks. Uh, it's, what, day 1941? Your haircut's kooky. I'm going gay. There's a mouse in the house. Uh, I don't know. I've been hitting my lady. It's it's all over the road here. I'm losing it. Yeah, it's getting wild. And everyone keeps writing, please stop telling me. Everyone keeps saying, if you have one mouse, you have ten mice. <laughs> I got the info. It's 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 in my head. Yeah. Forget it. Stop telling me how many mice there are, because now I'm fucking freaking out. I got a, a army of mice, and everyone's got the absolute solution. Don't you find this in life? Yeah. And we're probably guilty of this. Do. Everything that works for you, you tell everyone this is a hundred percent the way to do it. Exactly. Like me with blaming the Jews. I post a a, a photo of the mouse traps, people are like that mouse traps horse shit. I'm like, I got this mouse trap because some guy told me this is the number one way to get them. Exactly. And now the other guy is just another some guy. Exactly. So I got I got one of everything that's been recommended, and huh. there it's like it's fucking Kevin McAllister's house in here. It's all kinds of traps everywhere. You should do a like a ultimate review at the end. Like this one worked. Fuck you, skanks. This is the one. Well, some people are like. Put a bucket with a CD on it. Some people say use butter. Another guy said use cotton balls because they want things ah. to make a nest out of. Ah, wow. You're getting in the mind of the, the Nazi. You know what I'm surprised at? I didn't realize. We got about 380 exterminators listening to the program. <laughs> I thought it was all truck drivers. We got all these mouse killers listening. We hit the whole blue-collar market, I think. I know. They really are uh, the salt of the earth, the two's gays. We got truck drivers, uh, a lot of like, what do you call those, like janitor, well, what's the word for that? Not constipation. Custodian. Custodian. Yeah. We got that. We got whores. We got drug dealers. We got, we hit the whole bottom rung of society. Who do you think is the wealthiest Tuesday? Ooh, I got it. Freddie Prinze Jr. Really? No, no, wait. Simon Rex? Simon Rex is a Tuesday. I think he's the biggest. Uh, maybe. maybe. I mean, I don't know what maybe his Norm. financial situation is. I don't know that Norm is a twos gay. <laughs> I think he's listened. All right. I all think right. he knows of the podcast. I think somebody sent him us talking about him. I don't think he's oh. tuning in. Oh, I thought he was listening right now. That's what I picture in my head. I like just fantasize about him eating cereal, listening to us. Maybe. I mean, uh, I hope it's Blue Chew cereal, whatever the cereal is that we sell. Magic Spoon. Magic Spoon. <laughs> Blue Chew would be a horrible cereal. You'd be the table would rise. It'd spill the milk. The table will rise, folks. Uh, but yeah, I wonder who the wealthiest is. There somebody? Well, maybe Go Pack Joe. He's in the CIA. He's flying all over. He's got to have some dough. I guess he doesn't carry himself like a like a money bags. I'll tell you that. I know, but he's in fucking Timbuktu in Milwaukee every three weeks. That's true, and the richest guys always look like a fucking. They own a surf shop. You know, it's always flip flops and and. Uh, bathing suits. Well, he can't be making that much money because his wife is on the front lines. 
You'd think if oh. he made, you know, 800000 he'd be like, hey, Crystal, stay home, you crazy kook. Let's not get is corona. She, is she a uh, grocery store clerk? No, she's a nurse. I've been texting her twice a day being like, look at my nostrils. Does this look normal? I'm showing her pictures <laughs> of my cock. She's uh, uh, she's the real deal. She's got all the scuba gear on, and she's going and saving oh, wow. kids. Oh, boy. All right, Crystal. Praise Allah. We appreciate the service, but if go pack you, if you're making more than eight hundred grand and you got your wife, you know, risking her tits out there, what the fuck? Yeah, maybe Ari's right. <laughs> Not to mention, she's probably can't work. She's getting thirty-eight texts from you about your eyelids <laughs> or your throat. I got Doctor Steve, Crystal, all of them on the line, but Doctor yeah. Steve, I try not to bother too much because I don't, he scares me. Yeah, but he's good. He's very good. He's got me out of a few pickles. Baker Saul. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that one? Who's doing your oh, surgery? Yeah. Baker Saul. <laughs> He's good. He's good. <laughs> uh, well, we got to talk about this this do you got cooking here. Yeah, I went for the Travis Bickle, and it came out Bert from yeah. Bert and Ernie. Well, here's the thing. In my mind, here the hats off or hats back on to these yeah, uh, <laughs> to these barbers and hairdressers because in my mind. I got my wife. She's very smart. She reads fashion blogs. You know, she went to high school. I was like, hey, shave me up a uh, mohawk. And uh, it came out pretty garbage. So it does take some skills, even a mohawk. Really? I mean, I'm no uh, car wash cunt or whatever, haircutting bitch, but... Can't you just snip the side and it won't go left and right? Well, if I had some product, I think I could product it up and maybe a couple of snips, but you got to keep it even. It becomes uneven. Right, right. And but Ari did it, and it was it was a pretty good strip. It was a Gaza strip. Did he do it himself? Ah, I think he had a, a rabbi. I don't know. Somebody did it. Yeah, he probably went somewhere. And then all we have is, I don't understand... The scissors, like there's haircut scissors. We have, you know, Fiskars paper scissors, but she's uh-huh. like, those are no good. I don't know what the difference is. To me, it's two blades, but those are different somehow. Oh, all right. Well, you look cool. You look different. You look, if I saw you on the side of the street, I'd, I'd cross. I'm noticing she missed this spot right here, too. Yeah, you know what you look like is Gummo. You got a little Gummo vibe. Gummo? Gumby? You, you ever seen Gummo? Who's Gummo? It's a documentary about these, uh, like, weirdo rednecks. I don't think so. I saw the whites of West Virginia. It's like that, but weirder. It's it's a little eerie. You got to check it out. It's it's heavy. It was big in the nineties. Oh, I don't know it, but yeah, I really did. It was one of those things. Where I'm like, I'm gonna look like Travis Bickle. We'll do some taxi driver spoofs, and I just look like a fucking like a what do you call it, a Muppet? Yes. It's not good, but fraggle rock it got better at first my hair was so long that when she cut this it was flopping over on both sides so i looked like a little you know h-bomb went off yeah like a sling blade or a deliverance but i'm not going anywhere this part i'm disappointed the side i'm like i don't know how you fuck up just to shave in the head that should be pretty easy that's a problem but uh it's cool it's 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 breezy it's it's quick i'm used to it already it's weird well it's nice to have the little breeze and it's fun to rub a little bit sure and uh yeah i don't know i had the same haircut before in 2003 but i was a blackout drunk my friend matt lever shaved my head for me uh-huh who's a tuesday yeah, t- ah all right lever he's our wealthiest yeah and no i don't think you so. look it looks like <laughs> it looks almost like a statement like you're you're against this group or you're gonna you know you're an arsonist or some gang i'm against a lot of groups i hate most oh. groups 
There we go. How many, You're in a hate group. How many groups do you think you like? What are some groups? Because comedians is a group, certainly, I don't like. What? Oh, oh, Not the whole gang. gang. No, the whole gang stinks. It used to be better. <laughs> well, it's got to be nerds in. It's got to be better after this. We're going to weed That's out a true. lot. Let's weed, baby. Uh, what group? I, I, I hate PETA. PETA's annoying. Yeah, they seem annoying. I like their. I like, I like what they're going for. I like the heart. They get. I like where their heart's at. But uh, when they say, "Hey, an ant is the same as a human," you go, "Ah, shut up." Oh, that, luckily I didn't see that email. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're talking about my aunt Rose, but still. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sick of this. I'm ready for it to end. I'm cooped up. I'm losing it. It's bad news, Bears. How about this? What would you do in this situation? I got a dentist appointment Tuesday. Uh-huh. Originally, it was two weeks ago. They're like, we would delay and everything two weeks. And so now they got a thing like, hey, you come in and get your appointment. W- would you go to a uh. dentist appointment right now? I think so. I think it's letting up. I, I have a feeling. I got a vibe in the air. It's. I think it's letting up. And I could be crazy, but feels like in a month we'll be uh, back at school, back at the office, back on the bus. Well, my thing is, I got t- I live in Queens. My dentist is on the Upper West Side. I got to take the subway somewhere. Like Ooh. The subway seems rough. Uber seems weird. If I could walk yeah. there, I wouldn't give two hoots. Right. So it's not the chair. It's the it's the transportation. Well, I hate the chair also. Not to mention, he's got his hands in people's mouths. He changes his gloves and shit, but he's exposed to a lot of people. That's true. That's true. But I feel like a dentist is one of the few people who's always in a mask. I guess, Oh, yeah. I guess so. They got the masks. Yeah, I guess the chair's not that bad. It's just the subway or... Yeah. It's one of those things where my chances go up by about 40% of getting the yes. virus. Yes, completely. But also, not to mention, I've been walking around in Midtown and shit, and it is wild. Just the hobos have taken over. Uh, like, this guy selling drugs, like, right on the corner. This, it, it's a lot of riffraff, so I can't imagine underground what the fuck is going on. Yes, good point. Yeah, that's nerve-wracking. Yeah, it's wild. It was like a third world country on 53rd Street. Just like guys sitting around playing cards on a box and just drinking 40s and playing music. It was wild. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know what to do. Also, I'm afraid of the dentist, so it's nice to have the excuse. But I have a, I've had like a temporary crown in for my last root canal for like three months. It's supposed to be there for two weeks. So, uh-huh. uh, Damn, that's not good. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, well, out. I've been so bored that I texted jerry oh how would that go ah not great well first of all he hates text and i i've obviously i've been consumed with this for like weeks where i just fucking analyze the hell out of it but uh we make fun of this guy on youtube that's like our thing and so i sent a photo of it and made fun of him and he wrote back how great is this because he dresses horribly he's a big dork and he wrote back uh how could any woman endure this man which is so jerry Yeah, and then I wrote eight more things that he never wrote back. Oh, jeez. Maybe he's, he's a tough. he's a one response guy. He is. He is a one. He's not he's a, a one. Doesn't like a dialogue. Just a hates a die analog, and he's tough because you're like, we're doing it. He's he's writing back, and then it gets you all hard and wet, and then nothing. He leaves you dropped off. Well, I hate to say it, I'm not I'm not casting dispersions. But my personal experience, if I give someone a one-text response, that means I'm hoping they pass away soon. Ah, if someone's like, that's what I was worried about. If someone's like, hey, man, I, I heard you talking about this movie. You ever see this movie? I'm just, and I'm like, no, I've never seen it. I'll check it out. 
And then they write, yeah, you got to because the cinematography. And then there's no response. That's me being like, all right, you got your response. Beat it. Ah, damn. But that's me. I mean, Jerry, he might just be that guy. Well, he hates texting. He's told me. Okay. Well, he's told, he said it. He's not told me. But so in a way I go, hey, he responded. That's something. That's more than not respond. Because if he really hated you, he'd just ignore it. Exactly. And it was humorous. So he put a little thought into it, and there was some joy involved. But still, it wasn't It wasn't a lot. The humor section. Humor. <laughs> uh, I've been watching Seinfeld every day. It's like a nice warm blanket. I'm on season five now, and man, it is gold. I feel the same way. It's so familiar. It's so funny. It always holds up, and... The jokes are still great. It's evergreen. And you've seen it so many times that you look for new things, new little details. And I'm like, ah, that's scrumptious. I think you should do this. This is what I think you should do. I would go bold, get weird. It's a quarantine. He can't leave either. He might be driving around or whatever, but I'd give him a call. Whoa. Just call. Step it up a level. He hates the text. Yeah. Just give him a call. Go, hey, I'm bored. It's crazy. And I know you hate text, so I thought I'd give you a call. And then you do that. Give me a call back if you get if you get a chance. If not, uh, no whoop, no no no, whatever, baloney burned oh, the, or whatever. The voicemail. Yeah, the voicemail. Because he's not going to pick uh. up. <laughs> but maybe he picks up. I'd say call. Get weird. What's he going to do, hate you? Yes. Well, the texts are more annoying. If he hates texts, a text is more annoying than a phone. Plus, a phone call is easier to ignore to me. Yeah. Because you ignore the call and go, oh, fuck, I forgot to call you back. A text just lingers. It's there every time you pick up your phone. It's sitting there. Right. The phone call is like, You think a linger is worse because it just reminds you how much you hate the guy. Well, to me, a text is like, you're definitely seeing a text. Because if you call at a time, if someone calls right now, I'm podcasting, and then afterwards we upload it, I, I check, check an email, I just forgot to return the phone call. But a text yes. just sits there. But isn't sitting better? I'm confused. I'm saying it's harder, it's easier to ignore a missed call than it is to ignore a text. Because you can't be like, you're like, oh yeah, you called, I saw you called, and I just forgot to get back to you. The text to me is like, you're looking at your phone every 30 seconds, and you just see that name sitting underneath the person you're texting with. Does that make sense? Right. Maybe it doesn't make sense. But I, I'm saying, why would I want to be ignored? I'm confused. I'm saying if he wants to ignore you, yes, it's easier to ignore a phone call. I'm saying if he doesn't like you or doesn't oh. want to talk to you, the text is more annoying than the phone call. I see, I see. I'm saying you're better off with a phone call. Yeah, well, I'm gonna. Either way, if I do decide to call, I'm giving it three weeks. Three weeks. Well, I'm gonna put some space here. I don't want to just text. Ah, oh, this fucking asshole texts me, and then two days later he calls. I can see that. I'm giving it some space. I, I don't want him to think I'm uh, nudging him here. I just want him to think it's casual. Space is good. Face is good. Good point. And All you right. want him to All know right. that you have other friends. Ah, uh-huh. yes. I think twelve days you'd be okay. Twelve's a lot. Ah, this is where Colin Quinn, because they chat. They're actually equals. Yeah. And, uh, but then I don't want, ah, I don't want to bug Quinn with my bullshit. Ah, the whole thing. See, this is my hell. This is the the world I live in. 12, 12, 12 days, because it's 12 days right. of Christmas, 12 days. 12 days, and this time, think about 12 days ago. This thing was just starting. It feels like we've been here for, 12 days ago feels like six months ago. 
Yeah, what do you think we're at? What are we, in the 40s? 40s? How many days of this? I just turned 38. Um, <laughs> I, let me see. It started in, uh, I don't know, the 15th-ish. Is that it? 16th, one week, wow. two weeks, three. Yeah, not even, just about a month. Just over a month. All right, so 30s. No, wait, I'm looking at the wrong date. Fuck. No, the 19th. One, two. Oh, wow. We're no, in fourth week. that. What? You're right, the 12th. Shit, one more week. Oh, fuck All me. right. Mar- started March 12th to the 19th is one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. We're in our fifth week. Okay. This is like day 30. Oh, wow. Fuck, you're right. It feels like a year. Yeah, so I think you give it eh, 11, 12 days, your phone call. All right, well, let's discuss time of day because I don't want to hit up a dinner. I don't want to hit up a he's got kids. I don't want to hit a lunch with the kids or a noogie or a playtime. He doesn't seem Sex. like a noogie guy. There's no way he's giving noogies. Not a big noogie guy. Not my Jerry. Good point. I'd say yeah, around right. 2, 2 ish, maybe 11 a.m. Daylight? Daylight for sure. Because nighttime, the- he's with his wife. You should be with your dame. Daytime. All right, all right. It just, this is a huge level jump. I don't think it's that big a level. But here's the thing. This is what's going to bug him because he's an efficient guy. He's a go-to guy. He's a get-shit-done guy. I can't just call and go, hey, just check it in. <laughs> like He's going to hate that. I don't know. i got to have something to say. No, see, this is where I think you're, you're all cuckoo and cracky. You call, that's, that's what makes you equals. As a person who's penetrated a celebrity life, you got to uh-huh. really just you treat them like, uh, I was going to say treat them like you'd treat a friend, but you'd never just call me on the phone. Right. Do you want to be called? I'd rather not be called. Thank you. I would see, there you go. Uh, <laughs> maybe a call. I don't mind a call. We called a couple times. That's true. That's true. An occasional call, but that's how you got to do it. You're just going to call and be like, hey, what's up, man? I was fucking sitting around, thought I'd call you. I was thinking about you. People like to be thought of. I guess, but he's thought of so much. But that's the he's... thing is no one calls these people. Even his closest uh-huh. friend, George Wallace, is going, I don't want to bother Jerry. This right. is how I got so close with a certain somebody whose name I won't even name anymore. I almost got shot the other day for fucking yeah, doing yeah. a special. Sorry about that. You gotta you, you call the guy. This is how you get in because everyone else is going, I don't want to bother him. He's got a TV show and the thing. And then you call and he goes, hey, thanks for the call. This is nice. They want to feel normal, these celebrities. I guess so, but here's the clinker, and this is where my evil poison brain comes in. He might want to call, but not from this chooch. No, he you're a good call chooch. From, huh? You're a good chooch. He likes you. Ah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I assume he's heard everything I've said about him. I, I assume he's listening to this right now. I don't know what to do. Gah! You see, he, he could have had anybody in the planet open for him and sit in a green room, a small green room. That's you. You're the guy. He's I know, but Colin that was Kramer. then. That was then. This is now. Now is better. No, I mean, I could have said something in the green room that ruined it. Gah! You see how this is my... this. I, I wish I never met him. Ah! Nah, you got to call. Call him up. All right, 12 days. Put it in the cal. Call him in 12. I want you to call him 12 days from now. Everybody tweet at Mark in 12 days. Let me look at the date here. <laughs> Don't tag him, you cunts. Enough with the tagging. Yeah, no tag. Let's see. That'll be Thursday, May 7th. So everyone remind Mark Thursday, May 7th, the phone call. Right. And I think somewhere between 11 and 2. 
Wow, 11, huh? But I think he is in L.A., so I might push that to New York time, so I'll call him at 5. 5? What's he, do? What's he doing in L.A.? Well, he's got some space out there. He's got a huge pad. Oh, all right. I figured it'd be I over here, but up west. Most people got out of here, you know, like, everybody's in L.A. Hmm. Let me ask you this. Or, Have you been joining in on the cheering at 7 p.m.? I hear it from my apartment. Yeah. Because I got a whatever the hell on 12th Street, and I just gave away my address, basically. <laughs> but uh, I hear it, and I, I go, hey, I give it one of these in my apartment, then I keep watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, I go out there. I've done it a couple times. I feel silly. It feels real stupid. And yeah. the other day, I just started yelling, let's go socks," because that's how I know how to cheer, you know? I was like, fucking Mookie. I was really going yeah. nuts for yelling Tom Brady out the window. <laughs> it feels really stupid. Also, I'm in a crowd. I know they're all in crowds. I'm like, hey, you idiots are about to get it. Wait, what do you mean? No, people yell out their window. Oh, I've seen people piled up on the on the f- steps of the hospital. Oh, Jesus. Those people are idiots. I know. They're going to get it. and they're, At least they're close to the, the ER, I guess. They're not just social gathering. They're social gathering at the fucking hospital. There's both, yeah. That's stupid. No, I hear it. I, I'm always sitting here watching, uh, you know, kitty porn or whatever at 7. I just hear like, woo, and people are banging on pots and stuff. So yeah, I go out yeah. and I just go, yeah, and start screaming. Yeah, I see it. It's fun. It's almost like uh, we were Mexican and the soccer game was on. Yeah, it feels fun. I, I mean, I lived in Harlem when uh, Obama got elected, and it was similar. Woo! It was a lot of like, woo, everyone went nuts. Oh, yeah. It was fun. Yeah, those were wild times, and then every uh, every comic had that joke. Uh, every black comic, like, we ain't going to work tomorrow, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. I remember uh, DePaulo getting heckled at Caroline's, and he's like, Obama's president now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a weird, um, you know, connection. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, I had something, and I lost it. Virginity? Lost that yesterday. <laughs> Bled everywhere. Uh, oh, how about this? So... I've been. I went back to Chipotle. It's funny how all our luxuries have gone away. So you do one little thing, and it feels like you're going to Disneyland. Yes, I had it delivered the other day, and it's the best experience of my whole quarantine. Oh, how's the re? I just went rice, chicken, cheese, and a burrito. Nice. So not too bad. But I've been eating shit. Yeah. Well, you got to do something. Well, you got to have a vice. I've been drinking. The main thing with the reflux, though, is it makes it, uh, it's annoying on the voice. But if I'm not doing shows, it's not as big of an issue. All right. But so what happened? So, so I go to Chipotle, and me and the lady walk over there. It's on 6th Avenue and 8th Street, I think. And I go, oh, I got a card. I pulled a new fresh card, a Chipotle gift card, out of the drawer. 25 bucks, it says it right there. Thank you, Tuesday. And uh, we go there. I buy it up. I get hers. I get mine. It comes out to like 20 even. So I walk out. There's a hobo in a wheelchair. I've seen this guy before. He's a, he's a village guy. And he's in a wheelchair. It's scruffy as hell. Dreadlocks, just filthy, stinks, torn clothing. And he goes, uh, you got any money? And I go, hey, wait a minute. I got a gift card with five clams on it. You can get go get something for yourself. And he goes, is that going to work here? And I go, yeah, it's a Chipotle card. Look at it. It's got a burrito on it. He goes, they'll take this? He couldn't fathom it. He couldn't believe it. Interesting. He, he thought I was tricking him, I think. And I was like, it's good. I just used it. There's five bucks on there. And he goes, I don't know. And I go, I swear to God, I don't think he'd ever had a gift card in his life. Yeah, he probably doesn't know about gift cards. Because when he was still banging, 
the gift card was a certificate. It was like a big piece. It's like a big check, like you win when you win the uh, you know the sweepstakes. clearinghouse. Yeah, yeah. So those are kind of fun. Like a gift certificate in the old day, you could just print it off your computer. Yeah, he's, that's true. He's never seen a credit card with a burrito on it. He was blown. He was blown. And he didn't believe me at all. He was like, I don't know. All right. And I was like, well, try it. What, what do you got to lose? You know? Yeah, good point. And so did he wheel in there? Well, so he's in the wheelchair. And you know the Chipotle doors, are, they're no joke. It's a big, fat drawbridge, motherfucker. Yeah, I was trying to so, visualize him getting in there on a wheelchair, and I couldn't do it. Yeah, so he's really weak and thin and gay. And I go, and he goes, he's, he's one of these, uh, what do you call it, ungrateful hobos. Oh, yeah, you know? a jerk. Thank you. A U A a U H. So he goes, Well, can you help me in? And I go, sure. And I'm waiting for the thank you the whole time. No thank you. So I give him the card, I open the door for him, and he kinda angles himself facing the door, but there's a big hump. So now I gotta get behind him, and thank God I had gloves on. I get behind him and I push him in. <laughs> and I, I see a cloud of dust and funk and flies. And I push him in, door closed behind him. No, thank you. Oh, boy. Well, they don't know manners. You got to do that just for you. It was for me, and I think I got corona from it. And I think Chipotle was pissed. Like, dude, you letting that guy in? I bet. He's probably still there right now. Oh, shit. You're probably right. He's probably swimming in guac, you know, in the after hours. What is with that? uh, What'd you call it? A hump? What is that thing there? A hump. It's a... A hump. A doorstop, or what do you call that? Yeah, why uh, is it there, though? It's a threshold. That's a little cement. Yeah, threshold. Why is it there? Uh, you know, I think it's a foundation problem. They throw a new store in, the door don't line up, they add a couple of uh, layers of cement. On every door? <laughs> I think there's got to be I something. Think... I bet we have a fan that makes the humps. Yeah, probably. The hump maker. <laughs> I think it's for the uh, the locking. You got to lock that door. It locks on the bottom. I don't know. Oh, uh, it might be the bottom lock. Yes, I'm a bottom. It's a bottom lock hump. But yeah, he, he got in, and I don't know how he... Because that door was like this, and his wheelchair was like that. We had to do some real shimmy and shammy, and he, you're probably right. I think I should have let him in a Qdoba. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck them. Yeah, that's Qdoba. my favorite Chipotle. Ruined. Ah, Qdoba. But he's in. Oh, that's good. I I keep going back to like who's the wealthiest Tuesday. Like, do we have any doctors listening? Doctor J, he was a pediatrician. Oh yeah, had a phone call with him about twenty minutes ago. Uh yeah, we 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 talked about it on the Queef. <laughs> Where he's poor uh, bastard. Yeah, he's uh, under the weather, but he's still here. You know. Yeah, he's, God uh, love you, Jay. Stay strong. Hang in there. Uh, how about this one? So. I think I'm the only lunatic left in my building. There's me and a and a and a hoarder on the top floor. That's about it. But for some reason, we get a ton of packages in our building, and I caught the UPS guy kicking the packages in. He had like 18 in his hand and five on the floor. He was just kicking them like softball kicks down the hallway. Oh, I love him. He's like Ace Ventura. He is. <laughs> We're going and I, and downtown. I, I was sticking my head out the door like that, and he caught me. He goes, oh, hey, uh, hey, stay safe out there. You know, wear your mask. And I was like, all right. I mean, he was really punting these things. Yeah, I mean, you guys do have a spectacular amount of packages. I can vouch. It's the village. It's these rich cunts. They 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 uh, they order a, a mink coat. They try it on once, and they throw it in a fire. It looks like World War One with those brown bags, you know? 
When they the piled sandbags? up the sandbags. Yeah, it looks yes. like you're in the trenches over there. You guys are ready I'm to- I'm in a fox? Yeah. I'm in a foxhole. It's a foxhole of packages. I mean, it's wild. Yeah, yeah it's a lot. I, and my, my neighbor, she's like a young, hot little lady, so she orders all this fucking leather shit and ball gag and whip. Oh, I thought- <laughs> <laughs> I felt like <laughs> it was mid-sentence. <laughs> That was it. Um, I, yeah, well, I don't know how your neighbors don't hate you because we do the podcast at the Lunch Stuff Studios there, and it's thin walls in Manhattan. Everyone's piled on top of each other, and, you know, it's a, I mean, that's a pretty PC area. You're in Greenwich Village. Village. Yeah. Village. Uh, and we're, we're letting it, we let the explicitives fly. So fly. I, mean, yeah. I feel like the neighbors must hate you. Or maybe it's a breath they, of fresh air. No, I think you're probably right, but I think... Here's the clinker. They all know I'm a comedian. So I think they walk by, they hear us yell gook, and they go, uh, he's one of those comedy guys. Right. right. I assume. I don't know. Because I'm nervous because I got 1,100 neighbors here. But we have this thing. Like, you know, Sarah and I are pretty irreverent. I mean, I've said this before. Anything you hear on a podcast and you go, oh, these comedians really let it fly. Imagine what is happening when it's not being recorded. Of course. So Sarah and I just goofing around. It's like a fucking Dice Clay and Don Rickles records playing simultaneously. Right. And I'm like, I don't think the neighbors can hear us. But then like at night, I'll just hear him be like, Achoo. and I'm like, oh, if I can hear him sneezing, he's hearing me talk about, you know, the mice calling them whatever I'm calling them. Yeah, of course. I mean, you heard a queef. He's hearing you say uh, the N-word. Uh, he probably hears us eating our cereal. Oh, that's what he probably hears. You got that right. Uh, our magic spoon cereal that we love reading. I mean, eating. That was Freudian. Tuesdays with stories, folks, is brought to you by Magic Spoon. What a great time. I mean, this is the time to have this stuff delivered. Everyone's getting their food delivered. We had yes. it delivered and we loved it. Sarah and I ate all the boxes in about 30 seconds. It is amazing. I loved it. There's one that's like, uh, it's called Frosted. That was my favorite one. Uh-huh. They got four flavors based on the all-time classics. Cocoa, Fruity, Frosted, and Blueberry. Sarah loved the Blueberry. Plus, you can get a variety pack that lets you try all four. I would say go for the Frosted, personally. Magic I like Cocoa, but that's me. All right, get the Cocoa the Monkey. Magic Spoon yes. over, spent over a year working with the best food scientists and chefs in the world to receive the taste and texture of classic sugary cereal, but it tastes so incredible that you'd never guess it's healthy. It is healthy. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. You have Woo. got to try Magic Spoon. Believe me, it tastes amazing. Here, here. I agree. I've already killed. They gave us four boxes. I've eaten all of it. Uh, go to magicspoon.com slash Tuesdays to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code Tuesdays at checkout for free shipping. Woo! Get some cereal, folks. I love cereal. It's a nice treat. And you don't have to feel guilty while you're eating it at 4 a.m. Magic Spoon is SP confident in their product, and backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash Tuesdays, and use the code TUESDAYS for free shipping. Big thanks to Magic Spoon for sponsoring the gays. Hell yeah, and for sending us food at a time we need yes. food. Tuesdays with Stories is also brought to you by Blue Chew. 
Woo! The first chewable dick pill. Blue Chew is awesome. You eat these things and you got a rocket cock for the rest of the night if you want it, if a you need it. it. Blue Chew has the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take Blue Chew anytime, day or night. It's like Colin Jerry, day or night, yeah. even on a full stomach. And since it's chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. That's right. Twice as fast. If you're ready to rock, wow. last second, grab one, chew it up, bang. You're ready whenever an opportunity arises. It's fast and easy. Blue Chews is, is Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. Tell them a little more there, Marcus. I'm a huge fan. It's been getting me through this quarantine. I'm not going to lie. I got no arousal. I got no libido. I'm locked up like a fat animal. So uh, I need these puppies. Plus my uh, gal, you know, she's put on a few. So uh, right now we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use promo code TUESDAYS. Just pay the five clams and shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code Tuesdays to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the pod. Hell yeah. And one more advertisement. I want to advertise one of the best things you can do in this quarantine is to get on the Tuesdays with Stories Woo! Patreon. Can't agree more. The Patreon is rocking. Now, I know you're all exterminators and truck drivers, and most of you got fired three weeks ago, but... For three bucks a month minimum, feel free to throw in a few extra coins. Please. Uh, three dollars a buck, three bucks a month minimum. You can get on the Patreon. It's the best deal in all of podcasts. Nobody oh, yeah. has a three dollar Patreon. Uh, you get ton of. We're doing at least one, usually two bonuses a week. You get yep. the video on YouTube a week early, which is fine. Yep. So you, the, when that's it comes big. out, you can watch it on the video. Which people, that's how they get their podcast now. People love a video, and you get the live apps. You get a ton of queefs. You get all the back stuff. Like what is it, one seventy four on? I think it's all the way to zero. Yes, and you you can see the old how we created the the banter, the voice, the whole creation, the whole finding ourselves, and all that gay shit. And uh, yeah, give it a whirl. I mean, it's if you're a Tuesday, it's a must. Yeah, the first two, three, four hundred, first one hundred episodes. So yeah, get on there. And the live ones, I always say this, the live ones to me are the best version of the show. The one from uh, Austin Moon Tower with Chris D and uh, Ron Bennington is just killer. Spectacular. Killer up. The Nikki Glazer one's amazing. The Michelle Wolf and Ari is fun. A lot of great stuff. Burt Kreischer. Oh, yeah. Burt Kreischer, Nick Vatteron. I mean, there's some amazing stuff. And uh, it's it, you can't be a Tuesday without the Patreon. I know money's tough right now, and if you can't afford it, then uh, don't. You don't have to write to us and act like we're assholes for, uh, you know, having it. Sure, and here's what's free: telling a friend. Very free, very easy. Shoot him a text. Shoot him a link. Yeah, uh, get some merch. There's a ton of all the OG uh, Tuesdays with Story shirts are available. The Tuesday with the rainbow. We got the live, laugh, queef ones. And, oh yeah. Uh, we still have the Chipotle ones with our faces on it. The Chipotle logo ones. Classic. Those are all available. Oh, we got some questions. These are pretty good. Oh, hit me with some. All right, I'll go right off the top here. This is from Gregory. These are uh, Tuesday fan questions. Oh, you're not going to like this. 
Oh, Jason. How do you think the Louis special, the new one, compares to the rest of his catalog? Never saw it. Never heard of him. Don't know him. Don't vouch for him. Next Moving question. On. No. Um, <laughs> how do I think the Louis news compares to the rest of the catalog? Well, it's hard. First of all, it's hard to say because comedy is weird in that I was there watching the sausage be built. I was sprinkling yes. little things in. I've seen the thing 750 times. And uh, it was also a lot of texts of like, how does this look? What is this? What do you think of this bit? Should we do this? So it's hard to um, judge because I was in there. Yes. Um, but I think it's great and I like it. I think, what do you think of this theory? Hit me, Fatty. I think it's similar to music and movies. The one that gets, like we used to always say this about Pearl Jam albums. The one that really gets you into it is the one that remains your favorite. Oh, of course. Like for me, like I got into Seinfeld when I was like 12, which is like 94 season six-ish. So to me, I also think that categorically is the best season. But yeah, to me, I'm like, that's when it was magical. Maybe someone that was watching from, I mean, no one thinks the first season is the best, but whatever, that's a weird example. But like Pearl Jam and stuff like that, things that when you get into them, that's when you're like, that's the best one. So for me, Chewed Up is like still the best special, 2007, 2008. Yeah, that's um, the masterpiece, and that, that will always be the top. It's going to be hard to top that one, but uh, Louis has some weaker ones, as any comic does, and I think this one is way better than all those. So I still think Chewed Up is number one, and then after that, there's like a, a handful of great ones, and then a two or two bad ones, not bad, but two not as good ones. But I put it right. I put this new one right in the in the middle, the gooey middle there. Yes, I love a gooey middle. But yeah, I wouldn't say uh, bad, but not as strong as those other ones. But that's the nature yeah. of being an artist. But I think it is great. A lot of people have been like, this one's the best. So I'm like, I don't know. Like Matt Wayne was saying, like I haven't laughed this hard in a long time. But you know how it is. Like the longer you're in comedy, the more you just watch and go, ooh, that's good. That's really you good. analyze. Yeah, yeah, it's hard, but I think that it's great. And uh, it was fun to watch. We had like, a little date night here and watched it. Sarah hadn't seen any of it, so it was fun. And I thought it looked awesome, too. It looked great. He's so damn... I know we're going to... I'm getting going to get shit for blowing him, but uh, it's so shot. Even the ad, like the cover of it with the, the font, sincerely, the shot... Like My friend's a photographer. He's like, this picture is so good. I wish I took it. Like Everything he chooses, he's such an artist. Yes. Consummate. Whatever that means. Yes. Hit me. All right. What were the first comedy clubs you both got passed to host at, and how did the process work? <whistles> Peter. That way, Peter. Can't see Peter. Um, the first club I was passed at was Caroline's. Me too. Yeah. <clears throat> I got in because I was opening for DePaulo, and so he went. And did, it was before I even moved to Boston. And when I, I moved to New York, I opened for DePaulo there, and the I started chatting with a waitress, and she was like, oh, I'm from Boston, too. And um, she was like, yeah, I'm from there, and I know this person. And every night, I was just chatting with this waitress in the back. And then the huh. third night, she was like, hey, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want it to be weird, but I'm actually taking over the booking on Monday. And it was nice because I was like, I wasn't, it's like, it's like when you meet a girl that's a lesbian or married, you just have this great yes. rapport because there's no chance of sex. Sure. That's how it felt. I was just being myself talking to this waitress. And wow. then she's like, I'm the booker. If she had been like, I'm the new booker, I would have been like, oh, whatever. Wow. So that's, that's how I got in. And I was like in, in. I mean, that just shows how hard and how like lucky you have to get to get into a club. 
Like, how? Uh, what a break. What a lucky break. Huge break. And uh, But that that's always the best way to get into a club is to come in with somebody established, especially someone totally. like Nick who fucking hates humanity. So they're like, of course. he likes you. My God. Ex- yeah, exactly. Uh, I got into Caroline's through all those dumb contests. You know, I was so hard up for stage time. I was an alt cunt. I was at the Creek in the Cave. I was at the bar shows. So uh, the Caroline's had all these dumb contests like, uh, 500 people enter and one leaves. And I did one of those. And it, you just start doing kind of okay on stage. They go, who's this guy? And then you do another one. It took probably four years, but I got in. Yeah. And then the cellar was the second club I got passed at. That's so weird. But it didn't, again, through DePaulo, but it didn't go well. I did one set, ate my bag of cheese, and then never got booked again. Yeah. Yeah. My second was Stand Up New York, only because I said, hey, I'm doing Conan. Uh, soon, can I run the set? And it was all a lie, but I did five and it went well because I did my best five. So they're like, oh, well, this guy had a good set and he's doing Conan soon. Might as well pass him. Yeah, and they don't pay attention. So they're like, you must have done yeah. Conan, I guess. Exactly. And That's then eventually fun. I did Conan like three years later and they were like, hey, I saw that Conan set. I'm like, oh, yeah. Rerun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they replayed it. I remember your first Conan because we were right. We were all in Vancouver. That was like a week That's before. Right. I think you were going That's straight right. to L.A. Yes, that's right. That was a wild, that was a, ah, God, those were good days. I know, it's hard to even think about it. They showed, I'm not like a religious guy, obviously, but they showed St. Patrick's Cathedral. They're like, this is last Easter, and this is tomorrow, or whatever. This is now. And there's like 85,000 people at St. Patrick's. I can't even imagine life now. Like hanging out at like Rockefeller Center, we're all blowing each other, and I'm giving you a piggyback. That was only three weeks ago that we did that. Ah, it's dude, it's so crazy. Just the little things in movies when there's like they show New York and there's a thousand people on the sidewalk, you're like, You remember that? Oh. Isn't that insane? It's all gone. The little things like my cock. Oh yeah. All right. All right, here we go. Uh Patrick, Big Patty. Yeah, Patty. If you if you could live in one movie for the rest of your life, what movie would you pick? Whoa. Abstract, high concept. Live in a movie. Jeez. I mean, that's well, interesting because, I mean, I guess in the time period, you mean? Yeah, I guess. We're already living Groundhog Day, so I'm not picking that. <laughs> I mean, it's a tricky question. I'm like, uh, I'm just looking at the movies in my in my view right now. I'm like, Jaws, Martha's Vineyard seems fun, you know, living in the yeah. vineyard in the summer. Yeah. I mean, the that's shark toughy. thing's a bummer. Uh, what the hell movie would I live in? I'm looking at Annie Hall. Debbie, <laughs> Debbie does Dallas. Yeah, but Dallas sucks. That's true, but De- <laughs> Debbie's fun. That's true. That's my mom you're talking about. Oh, sorry, Deb. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, uh, Midnight in Paris, that seems like fun. Paris in the 30s. It would have to be a non-violent movie. I don't want to go to Full Metal sure. Jacket and get hit with <laughs> soap. I'd probably go to the time machine just so I can zip around. Yeah, Back to the Future. You could be in the oh. 50s. That would be fun. There you go. Apologies Fuck to our mom. <laughs> black listeners. My mother was born in 59. You'd have to... <laughs> Fucking fetus. <laughs> Which could be fun. If you're in a movie, you're not going to get in trouble. You just zip ahead to another time. Yeah, and I'd rather fuck my mom's fetus than her. Good, good point. That's funny. If you had to fuck a version of your mom, you'd take like, you know, 13-year-old, I guess. Yeah, give me the zygote or, or the baby. <laughs> uh, look, what else am I looking at? I mean, me. I'm looking at Annie Hall and Mean Streets. I'm like, I don't want to be in Manhattan in the 70s. That doesn't seem fun. Not really, no. Uh... What else do I see over here? Jaws, Pearl Jam, Live at the Showbox. That would be fun. Is that a movie? Could it be a documentary? 
Yeah, that's real. I'll go to No Direction Home and just watch Dylan in the 60s. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Liar Liar. I don't know. <laughs> can, it, can it be a comedy? Ace Ventura 2 seems fun. You can eat a bat. Sure. Africa. Woo! All right, go with the next one. All right, let me uh, jam this in your ass, see if you come. If you guys Please. were in an episode of Curb, what would be your perceived character flaw that Larry would take issue with? Wow, that's a great question. Jeez. Um, I don't know. I mean, I got, a, I got a handful. I mean, I feel like I got a lot in common with him. I feel like would he'd hate me. Same. I think it'd just be like, this is, I mean, I'm looking at my uh, myself here. This is horrible. Yeah, it makes you look within, which is uh, not fun. Nobody wants to do that. I, I think he would hate my voice. I think he would hate my, uh, he'd probably hate, like, last time we queefed, you were saying how I bailed on that, that party. He would hate that about me. Like, you said you were going to be there. I was like, ah, I'm not going to that shit. Oh, yeah, that was a great queef. Get on the Patreon. Um, That's right. Yeah, I don't know. Boy, he'd hate, uh... I mean, he'd probably be like, hey, you guys sound an awful lot like my television show. <laughs> uh -oh. Maybe. He might hate your uh, your uh, addictions. Like, what, you got to get a tea now? Yeah, the, oh, oh, the OCD there. Yeah, going to Starbucks would drive him crazy for sure. Um, right. You know, the other, I was just thinking about this the other day. The pilot of Curb, I don't know what made me think of this. That's the only episode where they use the in the middle of the episode. Huh. He's driving around in his car, and you just hear, you know, the, the thing that begins and ends every episode. Yeah, yeah. The the pilot, Is that right? yeah, the the movie or whatever the special, the original ninety minute special. Yeah, they're just using that move music throughout. Huh? It's very strange. You, you know where? That is strange. You know where he got that? It's like an Italian comedy thing or something, isn't it? I think he was literally in an Italian in in Italy, and he went into like a Seven Eleven, and that was playing. And he's like, get that, get that, oh, that wow. song. Figure that out. And that was it. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's very. I could be wrong. Yeah. It's definitely Italian something. Rocky. I don't know. Sure. All right. Let me try another one here. Good yeah. question, Jackie. Good question, Aguado. Uh, replace Curb Cast with your comic buddies. Who would play whom? Uh, Jeff, Larry, Cheryl, Susie, Leon, Funkhauser. I think we did Ted. that with Seinfeld last we week. We did. Larry's dead. Well, you would be Larry. Yeah, I guess I'll be Larry. Um, I'd probably be Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> He's a comic. I don't want to be Jeff. Jeff's a suit. I know, but Jeff, they have more fun together. They have more similar That's sentiment. <laughs> That's true. That's tr All right, I'll be Jeff. Lewis is like, uh, could be Veter, I guess, or... Uh, or Canner. Or Sam. Sam could be Lewis. Yeah, yeah, maybe <laughs> Cranky Jew. Um, yeah, not that old, but or maybe Ari could be uh, Lewis. They're both ugly. Yeah, yeah, but Ari's doing drugs. I guess so. Well, he's probably taking some kind of mental pill, Richard Lewis. That's true. He was an addict. JB Smooth could be Leonard Oots. He'd be a great JB Smooth. Oh, great Oots. Yeah, great Smooth. Yeah, great Leon. I mean, that's what's more Leon than. What the time where I'm in the pool with Leonard Oots and we're in a contest. The contest is that night, and he's like, I'm winning this, obviously. There's nobody in the contest that could beat me. He's talking to me. Yeah. Unironically. <laughs> yeah. Just like, yeah, I'm going to beat you. You suck. Yeah, that's good. And, and obviously, Sarah is Cheryl. Right. Yeah. 
But who the hell is Susie? Oh, I know who Susie is, but I can't say <laughs> yeah, it on yeah. here. <laughs> I know who Susie is, too. <laughs> I don't want to bring it up. I saw that Susie the other day, and it was okay, so. What? Yeah. He, she's in the city? We Zoomed, and it was just fine, no. so maybe the ah. maybe the quarantine is, is good for us. Wait, wait. Not just you two. No, no. There was a host. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. Oh, it was weird because I wasn't. No one told me. It just popped up, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Because I got. I don't have as much beef as as Susie did, but Susie yeah. seemed okay. So if Susie was says there, we're okay, get, we're okay. Were there words? No. It was just like, "Hey, what's up?" It was ah. very professional. All right. Well, I got to hear about that later. Okay. Hit me. All right. You're traveling in the Arctic in winter, and your view. I feel like Shelby wrote these, and he's just crediting. <laughs> There's no way our fans aren't this bright. Uh-huh. Um, no offense. Very, very creative. You're traveling in the Arctic in winter, and your vehicle breaks down far away from any civilization. You have all the necessary gear and food to survive, but no phone to call for help. Who would survive longer out of you two? This is from James. All right, we're in the Arctic. Vehicle breaks down. I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like I do okay. The people with a lot of uh, anxiety, as you know, are very good in um, these kind of situations. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I do okay too, just because I'm scrappy and gay. Like uh, I don't need a lot. I'm low maintenance, but uh, I think we'd both get pretty sad out there. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I'm not. It's not my scene. Yeah. But I've spent a lot of time hiking, and uh, I did the bushcraft party, boys. I have a oh, knife. Yeah. I know how to start a fire, and uh, I think I'd be okay. Yeah, I think I would. Lo- I would probably end up eating a berry and die. Yeah, I mean, I think just not having sex alone would send you. Yeah, that'd be tough. Suicidal. But hey, you could jerk jerk off into a fire or in a tent. That's true. You could heat up a banana peel if you have bananas. Sure. All then the you necessar- need it. Oh, you have all the gear and food to survive. I don't know. I, I feel like I'd be cold. You're a lot more social than I am. I think I'd be okay in there for a while. I mean, I don't even think it's close. Really? I can't even make a phone call to a certain celebrity. A phone call? But you're out and about. You're a party guy. You like a nice party, a hang. You're a life of the uh, party guy. I'm a go-home-and-watch-a-movie guy. All right. All right. This you're is- more of a hang guy than you're giving yourself credit. You love a hang. I like a specific hang with my specific friends. I like to throw a hang where I'm doing the inviting. Got it. That's my kind of hang. But you're at the cellar uh, late. I leave. I finish my set. I go home. Right, right. I All invite right. you back to the hotel if you'll come. But Sure, I'd love to come on you. Oh, that's what I need. All right. What is each of your favorite city to do comedy in besides New York, L.A.? That's from Zach. Oh, that way, Zach. I mean, L.A. wouldn't even be in my top... 10 no no fun city but not for comedy yeah love the town not my comedy town uh oh there's so many chicago yep definitely denver the most we have the most tuesdays in chicago i feel like yeah some about chicago philly i feel a connection with philly i don't know why philly i love that room is great uh madison for sure a lot of this is like based on the club yeah but I think he's saying what you land in the city, you're excited to do the show, you're excited to get around, you're excited to see this town. Hmm. DC. And, I love Yes. It's hard because yes. it's like it's are we talking our favorite city or our favorite club or our favorite crowds? It's, all, a, it's I a think lot. All, I think the city. I mean Tampa, I have a great time there. I I love that crowd. 
But there's nothing to do in Tampa. Oh, I rent a car. I go to Clearwater. I go straight ah, to the beach. I see. Batting cages. There's Chipotle. I love Minneapolis. I've only been there in the summer, which is probably why, but I love zipping around that town. Yeah, Minneapolis is good. Great club. Good people. Yeah. It's, good people. You know, there's not a lot of places that I hate to go. Right. Same. There used to be. Comedy Syracuse, wise. I hate. Syracuse is rough. That one kind of yeah. sucks. But yeah. Chicago's great. Austin's great. I love Houston. I like going to Tampa. Uh, Edmonton stinks. Hmm. I like. Uh, but that's 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 the Canucks. Connor McDavid. I've never been to Edmonton. Oh wow! Vancouver, I You're love. Lucky. Seattle, I love. L.A., I love. San Fran, I've never worked. I'm supposed to be there in June, Ooh. but we'll see about that. That's one of the great ones. That's one on foot. You're like, this is unbelievable. The architecture, the anal, the pobos, the seals, the pier. I like a seal. That's in my top five. I love the city, but never done comedy down there. <clears throat> All right. All right, what, what do you got, got next? I think I asked that I one. Or did you ask that one? I asked that one. What is the worst hotel you ever stayed in Oh. At, stayed at on the road from Matt. Ye- Youngstown, Ohio at the Funny Farm. They put me in a hotel. The water came out. It was browner than than uh, fucking than Jesse James. <laughs> I mean, this shit was horrific. It sputtered out. The, the curtains looked like I had pissed on them from my childhood. The bed was harder than your dad after a morning dew. It was brutal. I mean, I think... Most recently, two trips ago, Ann Arbor, they put me in a fucking shithole that shared a parking lot with a nice hotel. Oh. It was shit, and I feel like I've got a little bit of status in this goddamn business now. Sure. So pound for pound, that was pretty bad. Like in the old days, you're a 28-year-old drug addict, so you're like, all right, I'm at the Motel 6. Let's fucking get lit up, and who gives a shit? Right. But- Considering my like age and sobriety and marital status, that hotel in Ann Arbor was pretty dog shit. Yeah, that sounds rough. Uh, you know what's bad is when you go to a hotel and they give you the hotel key and it's a key, like a metal key. Oh, yeah. I had that recently in uh, Michigan. Speaking of keys, how about that body on Doug Key? He posted that Woo! thing. Oh, my Unbelievable. word. Unbelievable. Give that a goog, folks. Doug Key's a comic. He's a New York guy. Ripped. He's got like He-Man body. I know. He's an action figure, and he's he takes all these photos of him shirtless, and like he's moving in the videos. You can see every muscle, and oh, it's hot as hell. Yeah, I'd like to uh, suck his dick for fun on a Tuesday. I'll watch. What are your top three Kubrick, Coen brother, and Spielberg? Jeez, Josh, you really slipped <laughs> in a biggie there. That's nine movies you want us to name. <laughs> I know, right? Um, Boy, all right. Well, uh, Maybe favorite of each. Yeah, I mean, Spielberg, Jaws is number one by far. I mean, no, wait, shit, I forgot about Schindler's List. That's top. Those are the two. Those are. I'll go Schindler. Those are one and 1A for me with Spielberg. And um, I guess Saving Private Ryan. There's a lot of cheese on there, but I like a lot of it. I like E.T. I like Hook. I like Amistad for a comedy. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But Jaws and Schindler's List are definitely one and two. Yeah. Uh, Kubrick. Boy, Full Metal Jacket I love. Uh, I think The Shining is is mine for him. I love The Shining. I love Dr. Strangelove. Um, Eyes Wide Shut. 
Number one. No. Um, I love Dr. St- you can't fight in here. This is the war room. And then Cohen <laughs> Brothers, it's No Country, Fargo, and uh, probably Lebowski. Number three. Hands down, No Country. Number one. Yeah, that's number one. Fargo's number two for me. But, I mean, I love Miller's Crossing, and I love um, Lewin Davis. Oh, yeah. That might be number three. But Lebowski, I love. So, and I love Barton Fink and my mother's tits. All right, what do you got? That feels like a pretty good enough answer. Yeah. All right, maybe we'll do one more here. Uh, Favorite and least favorite thing about living in New York City. That's from Dima. Is that a man wow, or a I woman, could... Dima? Uh, D minus. I don't know. What do you think? Who cares? Hit me. Uh, my favorite thing about living in New York, boy, there's a lot. I mean, I might start crying in the situation we're in trying to do this. Um, yeah. My favorite thing, I'll, I'll, miss, I'll miss a couple things real quick. Central Park is my favorite place on earth. Um, I love the people. I love my therapist. I love you. I love, uh, you know, Ari, Greg Stone, Veter. My wife is cool. <laughs> I like all the people here, and I love yeah. the Comedy Cellar. Comedy Cellar, Central Park, and my friends. Those are the three things I love the wow. most. And you really honed that down to real three real doozies. And my least favorite thing about New York is every single other thing about New York, <laughs> minus Central Park, the cellar, and the people. <laughs> if you could take the park and the cellar and move it to the Berkshire and all my friends, we all moved to the Berkshires, I'd I'd like that better. Yeah, the train, I love it, but it's also such a cunt. I hate all the people. I hate the the trash. I hate the uh, the the prices. You go to the grocery store to buy one meal, like spaghetti and a couple eggs, it's forty five dollars. Hate the prices. Hate the fucking Metro card. It doesn't work, and the machines don't work, and then you miss the train. There's so many things I hate. But then, I mean, you go outside, you see the... I love the village. I love the whole West Village. I love the waterfront. I love the Upper West Side. Midtown I like. I like Brooklyn. I love the bridges. Uh, I love all the people. I love the comedy clubs. I love the energy. I love how it stays open. I love the pizza. Yeah. It's funny, I'm like, with this thing, people have been saying this a lot with the uh, pandemic shit of like, you realize like so much of my thing of like living in New York, I'm like, I can't move. I'd like to live in the country so I could drive around and go hiking. But then I'm like, with Zoom, I'm like, we're doing the podcast without issue. I'm talking to my therapist over the phone. I'm like, Ah. the cellar now is the only thing keeping me from moving to the fucking country. Yeah, it's scary how that works. I mean, there was, you ever heard of uh, Kevin and Bean? No, I've heard of beans, the food. Well, they're they're huge radio legends, and one of them just said, "Fuck it, I'm moving to Seattle." And they're like, "Dude, you're in L.A. We this this radio show's been going for thirty years. Just gonna get up and move." He's like, "What's the difference? I'll just call in every day." And they're like, "It's not the same. You got to be in the room." And he's like, "Well, fuck you. I'm leaving. Come with me or don't." And he just moved to Seattle, and the show is still going. It's fine. Yeah, we're doing the show without issue. By the way, we're setting the standard, and I gotta thank the Tuesdays who have written this in. Like, a bunch of people emailed us what to do with the Zoom mics. And uh-huh. I've had three different podcasters be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Your sound is incredible. I've had the same. So we're, we're setting the sound standard, and... Finally. I knew about this from all the people. We had several people email us. So thank you to all the Tuesdays that emailed us to do this. All right. Uh, this it way. Worked. We appreciate it. And... Um, 
that I have so much gratitude for the gays. I mean, I've gotten my birthday happened. I've got an overwhelming amount of Tuesday love and kind, mess- not just like, hey, happy birthday, you fucking queef, but like really thoughtful messages. So we appreciate it. And our Patreon has gays. gone way up, which I know you're benefiting from it too because there's a lot of extra shit on there, but we're benefiting. It's our only income. So, yes. Extremely uh, grateful for that. And we love. All of you. I don't want to get too mushy here. And I also want to say this real quick. We always favorite every tweet. I'm going to be doing less of that because I got to look at Twitter less. I got, it, all, uh-huh. it fucked me all up last week for like three days. And uh, there's a bunch of horse shit on there. So yeah. Instagram, I love you. Twitter, uh, yeah. I might miss some of your tweets. So if you have something important, email it to me or write it on Instagram. It's a, Twitter's a cesspool of hate, and uh, we appreciate the, the fans and the good people, but it's a lot of negativity, and it's, it's so unnecessary. We don't need it. We got enough pandemic bullshit. There's people dying, and then you got to be a cunt about a zinger. Get out of here. Yeah, beat it. But, uh, but yeah, anyways. love the gays. You give, we give. So uh, we're all in this together, and it's only going to grow. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll see you eventually out in your town. Hopefully, yeah. So thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Um, check out the Louis special, and you can check. It's on his website, and you can check out my other podcast, Mindful Metal Jacket, and uh, we'll have dates some at some point. Oh, last thing I'll say about Twitter: for the love of God, just for fun, let's just do a little experiment. This will come out on Tuesday. All the Tuesdays, tweet at Netflix and HBO to pick up our specials. Ah, and just idea. see what happens. Yeah, just just flood them with it. Tag them, flood them, annoy them, flip out on them, go gay, and uh, we'll see what happens. You never know. Yes, and uh, May 8th, when's the phone call? When's that happen again? 12 days? Ah, yeah. No, April 23rd. Why was I looking at the wrong date? What did I say the other day? No, that's seven days. Yeah, April 23rd. Uh, I'm I'm nervous already. That's not a good sign. Ah, you breathe. You'll be fine. How'd you do it with the with the the bald guy? You just act like it's a normal person. He's a normal guy. Hey, what's up? I can't. I can't. It's like a supermodel. I can't go. Ah, she's ugly. What do I care? Well, we also had a ton of road dates. Aha. Uh-huh. So it was like hours and hours and hours of hangs before it was like, oh hey, what's going on? Yeah. Now I'm ignoring but his calls. Even... I'm like, oh Jesus. I know, right? I I would kill to be there, but I would uh I would argue that this is I mean. CK is obviously a fucking god of comedy, but this is like, this is another thing, almost like worldwide celeb superstar. Well, yeah, it's not even close. I mean, we became fans of Louis when we were, you know, 25 years old. I mean, Seinfeld, it's the entire basis of our being. Yeah, it's tough. You can't even separate it from us. I think it'd be weird if if I was not uncomfortable. Oh, no, you should be uncomfortable for sure. <laughs> but we got to get past the uncomfortable. You know what it is? It's like going into the ocean. If you're standing where the water's breaking, you're in a great deal of danger. But if you get uh-huh. past where the water is breaking, you got your feet up. You're laying back enjoying the, the fucking whoopies. I know, but I can't get past. You're sitting in the breaker. But here's the thing. The breaker, it's a good analogy, but the breaker is all me. I can just go forward. He's He's still has emotions and feelings and opinions. Yeah, but that that that's still the analogy, the breaker. His opinions know, though I... 
it's different than walking towards something or swimming towards something than it is trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure out the uh, the in. He's the ocean. Yeah. You swim. You call up and go, hey, man, I was thinking about you. I'm, uh, I wanted to chat. Just I know, but it's like up. saying, oh, go fuck that girl. Well, I still got to figure out how to make it happen. I can't just go fuck her. Well, but that's the step is asking her if she can fuck you. Right, right. I mean, All right. I'm not – the your analogy – is saying is just showing up at his house and being like with a you know two gloves and a baseball and being like hey let's go this is a phone uh, call I would love that all right all right I see what you're all saying right. even if he answers I'm gonna I'm gonna go ah! and just hang up yeah but that'll make it just a little bit easier for the next time oh geez the next time what are you kidding he'll he'll, he'll block me after that <laughs> I think you can do all it right. April twenty third twenty third folks put it in the cal don't tag him. Um, all right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. We love you. Praise Allah. Fuck your dad. Blow me. <laughs> <laughs>